Hi, I'm Kevin Harrington, an original shark from the hit television show Shark Tank, and you're listening to the Underdog Podcast. I've been too high up to fall, question marks, what's up with y'all? All we know is over time, barking like some underdogs. Underdogs, underdogs, underdogs. All we know is over time, barking like some underdogs. Underdogs, underdogs, underdogs. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the underdog show today i have an incredible guest here with me jeffrey how are you my friend i am well i'm well so happy to be here on this great platform that you have for us to really collaborate and just talk about you know where we are what we're going and what's next absolutely jeffrey like we were just talking about this call i was like i just love jeffrey's vibe energetically he's just amazing and just it's such a gift to connect with people like that we're both in the real estate game and like I don't know. I always like to be very biased and say real estate people are the greatest people on, on earth, but that's just, that's <laughs> me. so honored. Have- know that's not necessarily the case, but <laughs> generally speaking, yes. <laughs> it's such an honor to have you here, Jeffrey, truly and genuinely. Thank you so much. And I just, I can't wait to get into your story. I mean, I've heard your background on like a brief level and I remember on our calls, like, oh, I can't wait to get into like your full, full story. So Without further ado, I'm going to ask you one of my favorite questions, if I may. Sure. What's that? What inspired you on your journey to where you are today? Ooh, that's a loaded but good question. So I guess that's multifold. First, my ultimate inspiration of sorts is to really be successful in any capacity, what it is that I do. That's the ultimate underlying goal. Initially, that being said, you know, I'm from New York. Parents moved down to uh, to Florida. I attended Florida A&M University for all the Rattlers out there, HBCU alums. I At that point, I was a broadcast journalism major, and I went into the television field. I really excelled there, two-time Emmy Award-winning producer. Ironically, today, I don't know when we ultimately, this will air, but today's the day that Tom Brady retired for the second time. And so in, in my past world, I've interviewed everyone from Tom Brady to Kanye West. So actually, I, I was at his first Super Bowl. I, I covered his first Super Bowl. Who was that against the Rams? I believe it was so many years ago, kind of dating myself, but many moons ago. So I did that really well. I ended up becoming a feature producer there for many networks, NBC, CBS, TNT. And, you know, I just was at the point where I hit somewhat of a glass ceiling there, wanting to be potentially a, um, a creative director. That didn't work out. But while I was doing television, you know, on the road, for so many years and, and Olympics and everything else, I got my real estate license. I always had that, that bug, that real estate bug, as it were, you know, and I, and there were times when I was in edit rooms, you know, negotiating deals and an editor would turn around and look at me, he's like, what is this guy doing? And here the, the dollar amount that we're negotiating, he's wondering to himself, why is he in here? So um, I did that. And then really, when I think about it, when my parents moved to Florida, I was, you know, and I thought about this a couple of weeks ago, I was actually their real estate agent, essentially, because I would go to the um, to the model homes, you know, tour the neighborhoods. And then anyone else that was making the New York to Florida exodus, they would always come to me and I would show them around. And I was like, well, I guess this was actually in my blood way back then. I didn't even know about it. You know, as I was doing that simultaneously, both, you know, and getting back to television and, and working real estate, I just felt like the time was right. I knew the writing was on the wall with television and getting rid of freelancers, which I was essentially a permalancer, and you get paid considerably more than people on staff. And so, you know, we talk about dollars and cents in, in corporate world. So they were getting rid of that, getting rid of the freelancers and getting in the staff people. 
So I wanted to get ahead of it. And it was after the first recession. So I decided, you know what, I'm going to take that leap of faith and go all the way into real estate. So as I mentioned initially, you know, I always want to be successful in whatever I do. So when I made that transition, I decided, you know what, I want to have, I want to get into coaching. And I'm a big believer in coaching. So everyone from Tom Ferry, Ninja Selling, Buffini, I did it all. And most recently now at Sirhan, where I'm at, I also do uh, sell like Sirhan. And I'm actually one of the moderators for that course. So I always knew that the skills from television was definitely transferable in real estate on two facets. Number one, I produce, and you, you know, and everyone else will tell you who's in, who's in real estate, who does it well, you produce the entire transaction. You're, to draw that sports analogy, I'm like the Bill Belichick you know, of the entire transaction. So I, I produced the whole thing. And so at that point, I was also a big follower of Gary V. And that's when content was still is, but was just starting to become really important. So I knew those skills were really transferable from television into real estate. And then ultimately, throughout my real estate career, I, I landed here where I'm at most recently, which is at Sirhan. And we have a tremendous studios team. Actually, we have the only in-house production team of any real estate firm. And these guys are top notch. So I knew that based on my, you know, my experiences in television. And so I, this year, I would say is the first year that I really went all the way in on content, creativity, and not just, you know, when people think content, they think of great property tours, and I've done those, but it's really providing value to your audience. So I did that. And that's kind of like a, a snapshot, as it were, of my journey. <laughs> That's amazing, Jeffrey. Oh my God. I can't wait to unpack all of that. I know it's a little yeah. question, but I love it. <laughs> so amazing. My gosh. So when you were a kid, like what did you want to be when you grew up? My mom always tells me the story. I used to, um, and I tell you a little secret about me. I, I, I love to entertain. I like to be a singer or whatever. And so when I was a kid, I would grab a microphone. I would start to sing in front of the television. I tell my mom, I'm going to be inside of the TV. So, <laughs> and then ultimately I ended up being a producer working inside of the TV. So that's what I wanted to do initially. But I always had, I always really loved architecture, uh, loved real estate. And so those were the two things. Those were my two interests. And somehow those two worlds, ultimately collided. And, and here I am. That's so amazing. My goodness. I love that. I love that. And <laughs> I love when you see your childhood dream manifest and come true. Cause you know, I, I was the same way. So when I was younger, Jeffrey, I used to like perform at family parties and sing and dance and like all of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That was me. That was me. Yeah, I, the synergy is there both in what we do and in our looks. I see we both have the similar glasses look. So there, there's some commonality there that we don't even know about. Smooth jackets, turtlenecks. We are exactly. Did you know that? <laughs> I love that? Oh my gosh. And now growing up, like who or what inspired you the most? I really think, you know, my my family, but you know, because I'm I, I always tell people I come from a family that really has uh, high standards. I have a, a sister that's a the chief. Uh, I got to get this right because she'll kill me otherwise. She's the chief of orthopedic surgery in, I forget the name of the hospital, but a, a big hospital in Baltimore. They're not paying me, so I'm not going to even mention that. I have another sister that, that became a um, partner early at like 24, partnered at a major firm in DC, and now she's a, an angel investor. So they were really my inspiration. And one went to Brown, one went to uh, University of Pennsylvania. So that was the benchmark that was set in the household. So that's what I had to live up to. So that, if that's, that, that's the inspiration right there, making sure at the very least 
I'm on par with with those two. Insane! Oh my goodness! Oh my! Yeah, that's a that's a high standard to set. But God bless the parents, though. Yeah, exactly. Wow! Wow! That that is amazing. And like your career journey has been so interesting too, going from TV to real estate and all that stuff. Now, from like your high school years and onwards, how did you end up getting into the TV stuff? I think you mentioned through college, right? Yeah, in in college, you know, and it's so funny because this is apropos both in television and in real estate. I got to remember the name of the author, 10,000 Hours. Yeah. I forget I forget the name of the author. I know why I'm drawing a blank now. But his whole mantra is that if you do anything for 10,000 hours, you become an expert in that field. And so in television, when I was in, in college, I was in the radio station. I had, you know, work study at the radio station. I was at the radio station all the time. I was at in the uh, broadcast journalism building all the time, spending a lot of time there outside of just the regular classes. And then when I pivoted into real estate, the same thing. I consumed everything. I read everything. I watched everything as much, you know, I think knowledge and education is so important. So I really wanted to learn as much as possible, absorb as much as possible to do whatever I need to do to expedite that learning curve. That's really what I did in both fields. And I would recommend that to anyone, you know, when there's something that you're really interested in, you know, jump all the way in like that tippy toeing and just putting your toes in, in the pool. Those are the results you get, you know? So if you if you're committed to it, you have to go all the way. And that's that's what I did with the with the hours. I love that. I love that. And and now, I mean, I bet you many people look at you now and they're like, Jeff, who's so successful, all of that. And all of a sudden you're like this overnight success. But obviously it's taken right. years, decades to to come to where you are. Right. Like you just said, 10,000 hours like you put in the work. So. No. So tell me some of your biggest obstacles that you've had and how you kind of overcome them. Because I mean, those are both industries are very, 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 very hard to get into and excel at when it comes to TV and in in real estate, right? To actually get in might be one thing, right? But to actually excel in them is a whole different story. Yeah, I think a couple of things that's really important. Number one is humility. You have to realize that you don't know everything, especially it's that. And that's kind of easy to do when you're first getting into something. When you start to become more knowledgeable, you have to have that humility to know that you can learn from anyone, any and everyone. And, you know, and this is an old adage, but never be the smartest person in the room. So whether it be television, you know, I may have a concept that I'm working with a great DP, director of photography, or a great editor that could help to take my idea to another level, or we can collaborate and take it to another level. The same can be said in real estate. You know, I'm making sure my, the advisors that I have on my team, whether it be the attorney, contractors, mortgage brokers, you know, stagers, that they're the absolute top in their field. So that way that I'm just surrounded by that. And that just helps to push me. And then who I associate myself with. Like before I got on this call, I was talking to uh, an old colleague of mine we were on a team together and we we're just talking about what we want to do and how will we want to do it. So, you know, surrounding yourself with the right people and being able to listen and learn from those people. The biggest thing, though, is the space that's between your ears right here. There are ebbs and flows in this business in any and every business. But, you know, if you're going to be an entrepreneur, you have to be your best therapist, your best personal therapist, because you're going to know what the ultimate goal is. And deal with those obstacles, but still have that goal, that end goal in mind. And so that's really what I do to try to get through things. Absolutely. And what are some tips that have kind of gotten you over those humps, right? Like for me, it's always been affirmations, right? Especially as an entrepreneur, it's like almost like you have (laughs) those months that are insane, right? And then you have a month 
you know, like for example, like when the market shifted, right? Right. Everyone just lost their minds six mm-hmm. months, six, seven months, however yeah. long it's been now, since last last April, right? Yeah. Nine months, maybe. I don't even I don't know however many months that is, right? So like people lost their mind. Like I saw, I saw agents, especially in the industry, just freeze up and just like go out and get like jobs. Yeah. I mean, I like, think and it's it's so funny. This is part of the conversation I was having earlier with someone. This is the time where the cream's gonna rise to the top. I think the affirmations are absolutely important. I think the affirmations, not only writing them down, but speaking them out loud, there's, there's something to be said about that as well. And I also think that, you know, this is one thing, and I know Jim Carrey did this years ago. You know, when you have a goal of what you want to achieve, whether if it's a monetary financial goal, whether it be a, a commission amount or whatever it is getting to a higher price point in luxury, I write myself a check out for, you know, $500,000. And I'm, and I want to have a commission, a $500,000 commission check. And so what am I doing every day in effort to get to that space? I think those things are really helpful in in helping you to push through those hard times. And really, you know, you really have to be, again, your hardest critic, look in the mirror and see where do you need to, what systems do you need to change? You're right. People are going to leave the industry right now, but whenever there's any type of adversity happening in any market, whether it be Wall Street. Crypto, this is the opportunity where you can get more market share. So now when all these agents are leaving or getting nine to fives or not being as active with their brand on social, this is when you got to push it. This is when you have to do more because on that other side, which we know is going to happen and hopefully knock on wood sooner than later, probably in the spring when the rates, you know, finally uh, level off, hopefully under five or right at five, we're going to see that funnel just open up. And that's those people who do the work now are going to reap the benefits of it then. So doubling down, you know, is it uh, Warren Buffett when things are bad, when, when people don't invest, that's when you should invest. I'm paraphrasing. That's essentially what it is. That's what you need to do with your career right now. When everyone's on the fence, you double down. And that's what I'm doing. That's why we're here today. It's just so interesting to see how quickly like people go into fight or flight mode, right? The second that something gets hard, the second that the well runs dry, it's not mm-hmm. like... Well, let's go search for some more water. It's like, I'm out of here. Bye. Exactly. You know? It's like, whoa, 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 whoa. You know, and as an entrepreneur, it's like you, like you said, be your own therapist. I can't tell you how many times I have to like sit down and like coach myself through stuff. And then I'm talking to my coaches as well. Who are like, exactly. hey, you gotta like take it easy. There's ups and downs in this business. And I'll never forget. I mean, I'm, I was sitting at a conference and Tony Robbins was speaking and he was saying, he's like, oh yeah. All you people in real estate, you guys are, you guys are in the summer right now. You know, you're in the fall. No, you're harvesting, right? Mm -hmm. You ready for winter? And I remember this was like two years ago Mm -hmm. and everyone in the room's like, yeah, the market's strong. It's not going anywhere. Right. And then this year again, like, you know, four or four or five months ago, I went back to that conference and he's like, what did I tell you about winter coming? Mm -hmm. Have you been preparing? He's like, I see there's less people in the room this time. I was like, well, wow. So it's it's all about that preparation, right? And knowing like what season is your business in as well, which is which is another thing. I mean, like you're you're gonna go through all four, right? right? Different right. growth spurts and things in the business. I mean, look at look at what you've elevated, right? It's incredible. It's absolutely incredible what you've built. And and the really amazing thing that I love about what you've done is you've integrated two of your passions into one. And I, I think that's important, like realizing what you're good at and pushing that forward. And then, you know, surrounding yourself around with people who do what you don't do well. You know, I think that that's so important as well. You know, as I, I, I have a team, it's my fiance and I, and we work together 
And so, you know, we have different skill sets. And let's be clear, it was this is the first year we, we worked together. And it was a bit of an adjustment. But I would say that it's important to know, like, you don't want to build a team with, with multiple U's. You know, that's the last thing you want to do. You want to have someone that's different than you, has some strength that you don't have. And that way, you could just be more aggressive in what you're going after to get. You know, for us, case in point, we're looking to get into higher, you know, much higher luxury, uber luxury price points. As we have our three to five, six million, you know, price point that we're, we're at, we want to get to 10 to 15. And so that's how, you know, I can do that. She can work in something else. So you have to have your plan and strategy. And, and this is a great time to do it. Great time. Absolutely. And I mean, like, then that's also not a super easy price point to get to as well. But you've been building these relationships, you've been harvesting, you've been planting seeds like left and right. So like, there's a lot of entrepreneurs listening. And there's a lot of people in real estate listening at this time. Like, what do you think is going to happen in the market in the next like six months? What should people be doing? What should investors be doing? What should agents be doing? Like, or anybody who's interested in real estate, what should they be doing? I think, well, let's start with agents. I think agents right now, this is an opportunity. If it's relatively slow right now, this is when you really have to, and I, I've said this as a broken record, work on systems, work on your systems because things are going to pick up on the other side and you have to have systems in place. So that way you can just hit the ground running. That's one thing. Secondly, you have to have hard conversations with your clients on both sides, whether it be buyers and or sellers. If you're representing sellers that are, aren't priced appropriately, then you have to have those hard conversations with them. And also for sellers, I think this works on both sides. So buyers as well, you have to right now, this is when a good agent really rises to the top right now, because you have to come up with creative ways to make these deals work. Whether that means creative financing, whether that be advising folks to do five, seven, 10 year arms, 15 year rather than a 30 year interest only purchase SEMAs to cut costs on your closing costs, you know, speak to your seller about potential seller financing. If that's something that's an option, you have to really come, become creative, align yourself with different mortgage brokers that have different products, whether it be, you know, if it's just putting 10% down or, 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 and not having to pay a PMI, you know, whatever it is, getting products that would really separate what you're doing and what you're providing, that value providing to your client from all the other agents that are out there. Um, that's the most important thing. Now, along with that is, you know, the value that you bring to your client, but also you have to work on your brand because right now it's irrelevant. Yeah, great. I work at Sirhan. It's a great brand, but I'm more concerned about the Jeffrey St. Araman and Trisha Lee brand my brand and building that out. Um, and that's what's important. And so working on that, making sure everyone in your, in, in your sphere knows what you're doing and they know that you're the, you're the voice to go to and the person to go to for these times. Cause they, you know, right now as an agent, you really not needed to go show properties. I mean, that that's people, the, the way technology is and people can just see everything on their own, right? It's really what information do you provide to decipher everything that they're getting? Because there's a ton of information and how does it work in that micro space versus the macro that they're hearing about in the news? Because I tell people all the time, the media sells headlines, we sell homes. And so you have to interpret to your particular client, how does that messaging relate to them in their market? That's what's really important. Now for investors, I mean, I think what's important is just trying to uh, branch out into different markets. The return may not be what it is in whatever market you're in or whatever neighborhood you're in. So now it's time to maybe you may not have the same level of return, but your, your initial amount that you invest in isn't going to be the same amount. It'll be less, 
then you have a lesser return, but at least your price points are lower. And if you know that your your prospective buyers are really impacted by their tight budgets with the with the rates, then maybe look for something a little a, a lesser price point. Or go the other end because the other part of the market that's really selling is a luxury market because those the Uber luxury market because those uh, buyers really aren't impacted by rates. You know that's not a big issue for them. They're more impacted by what their portfolio is doing and how well that is or isn't doing. So that's what real concern is. So they rather take money out of out of Wall Street that's erratic at this point and put it in a hard asset where they know, especially in New York, where they know the value is going to ultimately return. So. It's really about educating yourself and knowing the best messaging to provide to your particular client. Absolutely. I love that. I love that. And it's interesting to hear like with the different price points, what the different needs are and how you can address them, right? It's all about serving the client at this day and age technology. Yeah. You can see any house you want to go on, you know, <laughs> Redfin and, you know, Zillow and right. you know, Zillow and their damn estimates, estimates, whatever the, it's the place. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Not everyone's devil. out of that business. Clearly that didn't work because I buying is gone. No one's doing it anymore. So yeah, it's a, I mean, listen, I always say real estate's a local business, right? So you really absolutely have to be connecting with someone who's a boss in your market that has been there, tried and true and knows exactly what to do, you know, and who's also done it yourself too. You mentioned before the call, like you've got your own Airbnb properties in different investments and things like that. So like, not only can you say, Hey, listen, I can help you buy something. It's like, I've actually bought for myself. You know, right. there's a huge difference when you, when, when you try to say that, I can't tell you how many agents that I've met that are like, Oh, I don't know anything about investing. I'm like, you've been in this for 20 years. What do you exactly. exactly. <laughs> that, that should be a red flag right there. If you're working with someone that doesn't, hasn't invested anything at all, you shouldn't be working with them. And to your point about having done it before, like this one thing, and this again, speak, it all goes, is all cyclical. It goes back to building your brand, goes back to sending value. There was recently with Airbnb in New York, some new laws that people misinterpreted and they feel like, oh, I can't, I can't do Airbnb anymore, but you can. So it's like really letting them understand how does it work for them? So you can do Airbnb as long as you live in the property. And even if you don't live in the property, you then have to register with the city. So that way it could only be at least 30, 30 days, minimum stays. But there's different things. And, and most people that have, buy multifamily, they're probably looking, they're going to live in the property conceivably and do an Airbnb downstairs. You can still legally do that. So deciphering that information where they go in and think like, oh, this is, I can't afford this anymore because the rent's not going to really have any additional income and it won't, I won't be able to carry the mortgage. But yeah, you can, because you can make that much money in Airbnb because I do it and I can speak to it directly. And so those type of things are really important to your point. Yeah, absolutely. My God, someone who's been there, done that. It's absolutely key. And that's the reason why, you know, like, you know, when you're imagining Zillow and these big companies like I buy, it's like, yeah, because you can't run a system to go out and buy these things because it's, it's just not the way it works. You got to know the market. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or you're going to get smacked, period. Like, that's just, you know, that's just how the name of the game works. Oh man. And in Jeffrey, earlier you were mentioning like coaching is a really big thing for you and that you are actually one of the trainers now as well. Right. Well, I'm not, I wouldn't, I'm not a trainer. So what we do is, so Ryan has at Sirhan, we have this business in a box and yeah. so it's recorded. You know, we have multiple agents. I was featured on there as is my fiance and, and a few other agents and Ryan. And then after, because we have a real, I would say even international members, we all come together and have a Zoom to then speak about 
some of the content. So I moderate that and I address, you know, the questions that, that clients would have about that and the members would have about it. So that, I mean, that was great because it really helped to forge some great relationships. And it really gives me a good perspective of everyone else's market and what's going on there. And that's, that kind of helps with the macro piece of it. So I think that that's why I'm a big believer in it. And I was in their shoes, you know, and some of these are seasoned agents. Some of these are newer agents. I was in the, the newer agent Sue's shoes and I can speak to what, why this is important, what you need to do, why the CRM is so important, why, you know, constantly reaching out to your, to your sphere is so important, why building your brand is so important. So, and, and it helps to reiterate those things with me too. There's, there's nothing better than hearing that often when every once in a while when you need it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you mentioned like other coaching programs too, that you're like buffing in like a whole bunch of these. Now, what, what would be like your, your advice to agents or really anyone in the real estate game? on what's the most important thing or piece of advice that you would tell them? I mean, I would say a lot of times there's so many new things that are popping up and everyone want to jump on a new, hottest, trendiest thing. And this is true, especially now. And, and this is, I say this to myself as well. Go back to the basics, learn the basics. Those things are tried and true. We talked about the CRM. We talked about mailers, having your presence out there. And yeah, you know, clearly I do social ads as well and, and podcasts as we're doing here. But I think those basic principles are been effective and they still work. And less people are doing them now that they're probably more effective than they've been in the past because you're not getting inundated with so many things in your home and everything else. So it really will help to separate you. But that constant messaging to your sphere, don't overlook that. I mean, that, that's where the brunt of your business is. And everyone in this business, ultimately, you want to have a complete 80% referral business is what you want to have. You know, you want to have to, you don't want to have to go chase the new deal constantly. You want them to come to you. And so how that happens is by constantly sending messages, you know, something as simple as the newsletters. People forget about newsletters, the importance of that, sending out those monthly newsletters. Like now, you know, oftentimes you say less is more, but now one is in these crisis, as, as, you, as some people may call it, more is, is more. You need to give more information so that way they can not consume all the headlines that they're reading and just freeze. There's a lot of paralysis out there and, and people aren't doing anything. They want to wait till the rates drop. Well, everyone else is going to wait till the rates drop too. And then what do you think is going to happen? You know, the price is going to start to creep back up and you're going to get, you're going to overpay for stuff. So why not think of creative ways to get a better mortgage now so that way you can get the savings on the cost of the property. That's really what I would recommend folks to do. Just get back to the basics. I love that. And just building relationships too. And like the coolest thing in the world right now is like we can create content that reaches thousands if not millions of people, right? Then like we record it once, but through video, you can capture the energy and like all of the stuff. And now with your TV background, what would be a piece of advice for anyone who's looking to put content out there or like, you know, build their brand and all the things because that's like the new hot. From somebody who's actually been there, what would be your biggest piece of advice when it comes to that? I mean, the first thing I would say is don't allow perfection to get in the way of consistency. Um, mm -hmm. Right now we have our cell phones. Everything doesn't have to be a beautifully polished. Now, granted, I would want everything to be, but because of my background, but everything doesn't have to be beautifully polished, high-end produced package. You can take your phone and as I mentioned about that Airbnb tip, you know, whatever really resonates in your market, you get in front of your phone, you use the green screen uh, function on, on Instagram or whatever it is, you have that article behind you and you speak to that. You talk about where the market is right now in your market, right now in, in your neighborhood, you know, just giving good 
valuable information and having that come from a space of, of truth and experience and knowledge. If you're able to do that consistently, and then ultimately, as you get better, you feel more comfortable in front of the camera, you know, you can carve out a day to do more content. Don't look at everybody. Don't look at what everyone else is doing, because sometimes that'll be that'll intimidate you and you do nothing at all. So just get out of your own way and start with the stuff that you read that you think is really pertinent to someone on either side of the transaction and give them that information. That's the easiest and simplest thing to do. Amazing. Absolutely. So many great points there because, you know, you look at everyone else it's like, well, how am I supposed to look like this? And how is it, you know, like you get right. stuck in your own head. I mean, it happens to me sometimes. I'm like, what am I going to talk about? Yeah. <laughs> you know? It's yeah. a constant thing. So you just got to go out there and do it. Like any video is better than the one that you don't put out, right? Get out there and do it. You know, I love that, Jeffrey. I love that. You've had just such an amazing career, TV, real estate, and you've got so much coming. I can't wait to hear all about that. But in the meantime, this is one of my favorite questions. Okay. What would your older self tell your younger self based on what you know now? What would my older self tell my younger self? Give yourself some grace. Know that what you're doing, you're planting, and you said this several times, and, and I've really heard it a few times, you're planting seeds. It doesn't happen overnight. This is a, a long-term career. You're building a career. You're not building something for instant gratification. You know, you put in the work, the results will come, and just keep your head down and keep grinding. That's what I would tell myself, and not worry about it. You know, lean on your faith. Know that what you're doing is the right thing and know that you're you're supported by the right people and the results will come. That's what I would tell myself. That's what I would tell myself. I love that. Thank you for that, Jeffrey. Thank you. And now to talk about the exciting future, like what is up? And I can't wait to hear what's up in your world in the next like six months. What's happening? A couple of things. I'm leaning heavily into my sports background. So I'm planting seeds and really close to uh, closing out a couple of great deals with some great athletes in the New York City area. So really forging relationships with sports agents, business managers. Uh, I hate to call them gatekeepers, but essentially gatekeepers to, you know, to that uh, sports and entertainment world. Also, I'll tell you that there's some um, great projects that we're working on that you might see me on um, either a Netflix or Amazon or something like that in the near future. We call that a tease in television. So that that's a tease of what. Of what <laughs> <laughs> so just really looking to expand into that sports and entertainment field are really having a good big presence there. And I was just in Inman um, just last week in New York, met with a couple of great agents there that are really active in that space. And so we're going to start to collaborate a little bit. So that's really the direction for the next six months. And I would say we'll circle back in six months. I should probably have at least two to three, 10 to $15 million deals in contract. That's, that's the plan. That's the plan. Amen. We speak those affirmations. I love that. <laughs> I love that, Jeffrey. Jeffrey, you're absolutely amazing. Thank you so much for your wisdom, your story, everything here today. You're absolutely incredible, my friend. Now you've got to let everyone know where to find you and your awesomeness. You can find me everywhere. You can find me. Let's start with Instagram. I'm at JSA underscore cells with an S S E L L S N Y C. I'm on LinkedIn, Jeffrey St. Aramond. I'm on Facebook as well. Jeffrey St. Aramond. And 
I guess this year I'm going to be more active on TikTok. I've, I've yet to really jump into TikTok, but those are the places you can find me. And you can find me at Sirhant, um, at Ryan Sirhant, um, our new headquarters in New York City. So at Sirhant.com, I'm there. And hopefully coming to your household soon. <laughs> I love it, Jeffrey. Thank you so much for being here. Once again, my friend, it was honestly such a blessing to have you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So that's it for today's episode of Underdog. Catch us next week, always dropping on Thursdays. And remember, if you're interested in real estate or want to learn how to create more money and magic in your life, check out meetwithpamela.com and let's chat. Sending you so, so much love. All we know is overtime, working like some underdogs. underdogs.